I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks so much for joining us on this lovely Saturday. Tech Talk is underway. Doug Swinhart in the studio. Here are the phone numbers. We always get a lot of calls. 651-989-9226. Or you can text 81807. That is 81807. Uh, if you're having trouble with your computer, hardware, or software, whatever, feel free to call or text the program right now. Doug's in studio. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful. Stevie, I got to mention one of my customers from last week. Sure. A nice lady named Sharon, which, by the way, I'm not quite done with yet, but she called me up Monday or Tuesday and brought her computer over. She had gotten a call right directly from Microsoft. And after they spent an hour and a half on her telephone, and she thought she paid him $500, she called her son, and her son said, nope, that's a scam. Get rid of it. So she called the bank to cancel payment on the payment, and it wasn't one $500 charge. It was two oh. to $1,000. Ick. So she canceled payment, brought her computer over. I spent like five hours looking at this thing. They did nothing for her. They told her that they sold her a firewall and put all kinds of software on and Bad, bad, bad. Just another warning. And keep in mind, these people are professionals at extracting dollars. It's much, much easier to hang up the phone and call somebody and find out what's going on. But they did represent themselves as Microsoft. We got all your information from Microsoft, and they wanted us to call you. Sad, sad, sad. And a nice lady this lady is. Retired, almost 80 years old, just sick. Absolutely sick. Yeah, do not fall for that. These companies will not call you out of the blue. Never. Yeah. Never, they, never, never. They Number one, they don't have the manpower to do it. Correct. And, and number two, they don't do business that way. No, it's just not profitable. I mean, if they sat down and started drumming up customer issues to create, there are far too much work to do on the profit side. They're just not going to do it. Yeah, so uh, it it is a scam. Look at it as a scam. Absolutely. You know, do not respond to that, especially if they tell you that they know all about your machine and here's what you need to do and you need to act now. I, I think the biggest concern is this sense of urgency that they present yes. to people. And then, then people get nervous and then they're more willing to open up their wallet. Don't fall for it. We bring it up week in and week out. This is... We, we can't, as you say, contribute to their bad behavior. Can't do it. And the thing is that really just amazes me, Steve, is the nicer the person is that I deal with that happens to be a victim here. Good, honest, hardworking people, like most of us are, we trust people when they talk to us. And that that's really, but in, yeah. in this particular area, we have to have some skepticism. It's healthy. 
Ask questions, just like you would if somebody came to your door and you didn't know who they were, and they were trying to push their way in your door. We would never allow that. And that's what they're doing when they're knocking on the door of your computer. They're trying to push their way in. And just un- under no circumstances, call somebody else, find somebody else. If nothing else, give me a call. We'll get you taken care of. And um, and and I just want to say that, Sharon, thank you for letting me use this story, and I'll be out next week to finish up on your computer as well. All right, uh, the phone number, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Keep that number handy. It's good for all our programs here on CCO. And same deal with the tax line, 81807. It comes right into the computer here in the studio. We're able to read them. Uh, some we can put on the air, some we can't. 81807, that is 81807. Before we go to the phone lines and the text line, one other big story from the week, and we want to get your thoughts on that. Kaspersky Labs offering free antivirus. Yeah. Should you get near this? I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you know, the, it, to my knowledge, Kaspersky has not done one thing wrong. My problem here is I have this huge cloud over my head that they're a Russian com- company. I, I just, I personally can't, I, I can't get over it. I just can't get over And people don't know this, but their office is about a mile away from the Kremlin. Now, I do I think that they're in cahoots with, with, with the Kremlin and feeding the, I don't think so, but I, at the same time, I don't know. Now, let's flip that around to another thing, Steve. We have top-shelf antivirus companies right here in America. Let's do business at home. Yeah, good point. Let's just do business. Yeah, the, and, the, and there's there's no doubt they have a major PR problem. Oh, there's absolutely. There's no question about that. And they came out with the free antivirus. But, but there is that cloud hanging over their head. But let's talk about antivirus. What do you recommend? What are good options? Because people see free, oh, let, let's jump in. Let's go this route. It's free. Uh, but there are very good options here at home. Absolutely. If you are running Windows 10, Windows Defender is going to do the job for you just fine. If you are running Windows 8 or Windows 7, I suggest that for a normal user, you just download and install the free version of Bitdefender. Now, if you're a gamer or you're going to gambling sites or you have young children in the house, because this also can be a a true exposure, you might want to step up to a commercial antivirus. If that's the case, my first choice would be ESET ENOD32. Love that company. Absolutely wonderful. And, of course, you've got McAfee, which is actually at this point owned by by Intel. The, the top shelf. Um, my first choice would absolutely be ESET, ENOD32, and McAfee if you were going to purchase. That wonderful things right here at home. You don't have to leave the country. If you did want something outside the country, I would absolutely recommend Avira. It's a German company, does wonderful, wonderful work. And, of course, Sophos, S-O-P-H-O-S. And if I'm not mistaken, their home office is in UK and Australia, but they are global. And they are kind of like the granddaddy of antivirus companies. So three good ones for you there. Uh, ESET, McAfee, and of course, Avira, and I guess we had four, Sophos. Wonderful. All right. And we do get a a ton of calls and texts. 
And uh, for Windows 10 Bit Defender, you well, Windows 10, you, you know, yeah. your Windows Defender for Windows 10 is going to suffice just fine. Okay. I've yet to see a problem with that, and I've deal with a lot of calls and a lot of people, and haven't seen anything yet. So, knock on wood, that's good news. Microsoft is doing their job. All right, uh, it is one sixteen here at CCO. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring in Jack. Jack, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Doug, this is Jack from White Bear. I haven't talked to you in a while. Hey, Jack, uh, what's up? Here's the deal. I got identical computers running Windows 10. Mine upgraded all the way to, I think it's version 1070-something or other. The other one will not upgrade till 10 to 1070. It's still sitting at the 1060 level. It tries to get up there, and at the very end, it just rolls back to the, to the old version. Yeah, you got a loop. Yeah, um, on the one that won't update... You are going to open up a web browser, and you're going to go to Google.com, and in the search box, you're going to type in GWX Control Panel. Now, this program was designed to run on a Windows 7 machine. It was designed to prevent Windows 7 machines from actually updating to 10. You are going to make sure that you get the portable version. You do not need to install this on the computer. When you open up the portable version, you're going to ignore anything that says prevent Windows 10. You're going to look on the right side, and you're going to look for a button that says clear your update cache. Hit that button, let it clear it out, restart your computer, and give it a shot. You should be good to go. If that doesn't do it, you're going to have to give me a call, and we're going to have to get serious about digging in your registry and find out what else is preventing it. But I think you got a loop. And I think that simple program, GWX, Control Panel, and you don't even need any spaces. If you type that into a search box, your download box will come right up in Google. GWX, Control Panel. Thank you for the call, Jack, and good luck. How common is that, Doug, these update loops? Oh, it is, especially if you've got a machine that we've updated from 7 or 8 to 10. Uh, It's almost like some of the files are kind of hanging in the cache, and they seem to collide with the new Windows 10. I don't think this is anything that Microsoft has done intentionally. I, I think it just happens to be one of these tiny little bugs that's come out on certain computers. It could be that it's a combination of hardware and software that have been installed before that update. I'm not certain what causes all these issues, but this is one issue that should be relatively easy to correct. All right, phone lines are open, 651-989-9226, text 81807. Uh, Let's go to Ann in Burnsville. Ann, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi, Doug. Thanks so much for the show. Oh, thank you for calling in. What can we do for you? I haven't had to talk to you for a while. I I get um, about once a week, it's a pop-up alert for the Zeus virus. I'm always able to X out or task manager and close the browser. And then I go back in and it's gone. But it still keeps popping up. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is within a browser. And I am absolutely convinced that this particular little nasty little bug is actually coming into your machine directly from a website or multiple websites. Now, to make absolutely certain that any particle of that is no longer on your computer, you want to open up a web browser, go to google.com, and in the search box, 
Type in ADW Cleaner, no spaces, ADW Cleaner, and then hit your space bar and type in Major Geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. You'll be able to download ADW Cleaner right straight from the Major Geeks file depository with one click. Run ADW Cleaner. This will not install on your computer. It also is a portable software. Let it scan. Go ahead and hit the clean button. Let it clean and reboot your computer, and you should be good to go. And thank you so much for the call. A lot of people are running into this Zeus virus. All right. uh, Ann's got a follow-up. Ann, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Doug. I wrote that all down, and I'll do that. I also, did I, do I need to do a clean reinstall of Firefox? I doubt it. ADW Cleaner should clean that. Um, Just make sure when you open up Firefox, if you don't have your toolbars across the top, the file, edit, view, and all that nonsense, you can right-click on that top bar, slide down and left-click menu, and then you'll have the actual Windows toolbar menu across the top in Firefox. Go over to help, left-click help, slide down and left-click about, and make sure that it's up to date. If it's not up to date, then yes, reinstall. But generally, I install Firefox so it installs the updates in the background. And that's something you can set during the initial install of Firefox. And again, thank you so much for the call. Both of these were great questions. All right, uh, phone number again, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text the program. 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. Here's a good one from the text line. Uh, why are download speeds so much faster than upload speeds? That's an interesting concept. When we talk about upload and download, um, this is um, this has been common in the internet forever. Now picture this cable and think of it as as a tube carrying water. And that little tube has to reverse direction or they split that tube. A better analogy would be if we split the tube. So we've got water heading up and water heading down. Now, if I click on a link that I want to view, I send one network packet up the internet to that particular website to retrieve the information. Once it hits that server, that server reads that one network packet, gets my internet protocol address so it knows where to send this information, and sends me the entire web page or website caching. So there's a lot more traffic coming in, or in other words, down, than there is going up, or in other words, sending. So every internet service provider in order to have faster overall internet, will actually control the upstreams. This should not be an issue for most people. Now, if I'm sending a file to a customer and I've got Comcast, my upstream on my 200 megabit down is about 400K, and that's plenty fast to get a file up, generally speaking. Where this gets to be an issue is if you happen to have a server in your house and you are pushing out web content, and if that's the case, if you're that sophisticated, you should be at a at a server farm someplace. 
Um, and there's several of them around town where you could actually put your own computer in per month. They pay the electricity. They actually even do the maintenance. And it's so much a month to have that, uh, depending on how much bandwidth you use. But the reason for that is real, real easy. There's more travel coming down than there is going up on every computer. And that's that's basically it. All right, Doug, uh, what do we know about CCleaner and will it work with uh, Windows 7 on an iPad? I mean... Well, if you've got... Um, yeah, CCleaner will work on any machine that's running Windows. Now, if they're... The iPad is is Mac software, right? So uh, I, yeah, I, I'm a little confused by that text. Now I, uh, I I can also tell you that CCleaner has a Mac version. Yeah. So I guess the answer, the quick answer, would be yes. But the, we don't want to be combining the iPad with Windows Seven because that I about fell off the chair here. I I had yeah. to reach up and grab the table. Yeah. So a little bit of conflicting. I I, I doubt they make an iPad that would accept the yeah, Windows software. But. No. See the iMacs come with the Intel chips and you can install parallels and have dual operating systems on there, then it would absolutely make sense to have CCleaner running in both the Mac side and the Windows side. All right. All right. Let me, let me jump in though. We, we bring up CCleaner for people that maybe want a clarification. What does this do? What does it do a good job of? Ah, uh, thanks. The big thing that I really want to stress on people when we talk about CCleaner this has nothing to do with viruses and malware. CCleaner is a is a is a software by Piriform, the same people who wrote Revo Uninstaller. CCleaner is meant to clean your system. Go through and delete out all your temp files. Make sure your history is clear. Your all of the little remnants that stay behind. And it's not uncommon when I get a machine in and I install CCleaner. They has It has over a, a gigabyte of data scattered all over the hard drive that will never be used as temp files. Mm. Most of it's temp files and caching files and cookies. Just get rid of it. The next part of that in CCleaner, if you look on the left side, it says registry. It will optimize your registry. It will remove all of the invalid entries and actually condense that registry file, making it a faster machine. If you go down one more step and see tools, it will show you an uninstaller. That's a great uninstaller. Next section down, it will give you a startup option. You can actually see what programs are running during the Windows startup or Mac startup, whatever the case may be. It is a tremendous piece of work. You can download the free version and have it free forever, but I always, always, always recommend to people, after you've had CCleaner for five, six months, and you really understand it, and you get what it's doing for your computer, by all means, purchase it. I think it's about 20 30 bucks. It's not expensive. I absolutely want to keep Piriform in business, and they deserve it. They truly do deserve it. But it's your option. Pay when you're ready. And it will be more functional, the professional version. All right. Uh, good stuff there. Here, here's a quick one I can handle. Is the show podcast so I can listen uh, when I have time to get all of Doug's suggested links? It is indeed. Play.it in the search box. Type in Tech Talk and all the shows will come up. So they snap right up too. I tested yeah. it the other day myself. It's it's wonderful. You know, this Play.it is just excellent. Yeah, it, it all our programs 
are, are available there. Uh, here are the numbers. We've got a break coming up. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. We've got Jan waiting on the full line. She'll be up first. And the text line. Always a great way to go. 81807. That is 81807. Zero seven. Tech Talk continues in a moment here on CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. One thirty-four on a Saturday. Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator as always. And what a great day. And I'm, I'm glad you're taking time to give us a ring here on Tech Talk, here are the numbers, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807, that is 81807 here at CCO. Let's go to the phone lines. Jan's been waiting a while. Jan, you're on the air. Hi, Doug. Hi, Jan. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I've sure. listened to you quite regularly. My daughter is having trouble with her PC. Okay. Actually, it was built by General Nanosystems back in 7 of 2012. Yep, she's had that one a while. Yeah, now, she's having trouble. It won't boot up for her. It says put the boot or the disk in, redo uh, the uh, up system. And when she tried to bypass that, it wouldn't do anything. My question is, could I go get the – she lives in Wisconsin. Could I go get the computer and bring it to you and have you check it out and do whatever – Absolutely. Now, if this is a desktop, I won't require any monitor, no keyboard, no mouse, no cables. Bring it over and drop it off if she needs a new hard drive. I don't sell hardware, but I'll run over and buy the equipment and give you the receipt. Um, this is um, this is probably a perfect machine to have an SSD drive, a fresh install of Windows, and a dual boot with Linux. She would think she died and went to heaven. I normally... Do not promote the business on the radio show other than Steve making sure I get my phone number and website out at the end of the show. But, yeah, I'd be more than happy to take care of that for you. Yeah, and we'll, we'll hand that out at the end of the program, Jan, uh, Doug's email and phone number uh, on how to do that. Uh, but when, when people are having issues, do they need to be concerned about their data on that hard drive? That, see, that's the first thing I'm going to do is I'll yeah. actually take that hard drive out, her Operating system, without question, is damaged. And the problem that people have is if they try to reinstall without getting their data off first, it's very, very likely that they will overwrite all their data. Mm. The first thing I'll do is I'll pull that hard drive out, connect it to my Linux machine, and read the data. If if that hard drive spins up at all, I will get the data. I'll grab pictures, documents, spreadsheets, any accounting software, music, whatever I can find that even vaguely looks like data, I'll put it on an external hard drive. Then I can go to work either on the existing drive, if it works, or we talk about a new one, and then replace the data. Once they don't boot, if you don't have proper copies and backups, job one is save that data. Job one. You cannot stress it enough. You and I have talked about this a number of times, Steve. We can buy new hardware. We can reinstall a copy of Windows or Linux. We can even reinstall a Mac OS. What we can't replace is people's data, especially, let me say this, especially pictures. Pictures are keepsakes. 
pictures we want to have forever. With digital photography, we have seen an uptick on the number of pictures that people take. Well, they don't have to buy any film. They don't have to pay for any processing. And But at the same time, a lot of pictures are heavy, heavy disc intensive. We must get copies. And music that you've purchased, another upside. Now, Apple will keep track, and generally, you'll be able to save your tunes and iTunes up in the clouds, a time machine, whatever. But you must have backups, and you must have copies. Yeah, and we haven't talked about that a lot lately. There's a lot of good paid services. Uh, Carbonite, uh, Mosey is another one. Uh, Crash Plan, uh, we, we get a lot of text about, which is a local company. There are a lot of paid services that will bag your data up, which is a good one. You can do it on your own, burn a DVD. Um, and you have a Gmail account. You can store things out there. I actually did a little research on Crash Plan. I, I don't have any experience working with them as yet, but everything that I read, all the reviews I see, they're actually doing a really, really good job. I, I, I would actually put them right up to right up right, right with Mosey and, um, and Carbonite. I really would. And sometimes you know, a company that's new in the, in the deal is going to work harder and do a better job to gain a reputation. And I think that's where Crash Plan is at, and if they keep it up, they're going to be a major major player in this arena. Yeah. And even though everything is going all web-based, even web-based, I think it's going to behoove people to really take a proactive stance on this and make certain, again, especially with pictures, especially with pictures, and, of course, tax documents and that kind of thing. I, I know it's all important, but from what I see is pictures – just stop and think if you lost 10 years of pictures, yeah. weddings, birthdays, holidays, you, you know, pictures that you'd had to take because you were involved in some lawsuit with your house. God only knows. But uh, as people say, a picture is worth a thousand words. And sometimes it takes a thousand times the amount of disk space. But save that data. Protect your data. All right, let's go to the phones again. Let's bring in John. John, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, hello. Hi, John. Doug, Doug, I talked to you last week about a compact Presario 1220. Okay. And I tried hitting all the F buttons, and the only thing that will ever come up on the thing hitting them is uh, is looking for a password in German. And Oh, uh, how about that? Yeah, and I don't speak German well enough that I can do anything with well, it. Well, yeah, but then not to know the password, that's... Um, um, yeah, I, if that was at my house, I would first go into the BIOS, the basic input-output system chip, because that's an older computer, and make certain that the language is set to English and not German. That's first. Second, if it did come up in English, there's actually software that you can get to bypass that password. But that that particular compact, that baby is a prime machine to turn it into a Linux machine. And um, give me a call next week, and we'll get together, and we'll do that thing right. All right, let's go to the phones again. Let's bring in Walter. You're on the air. Hello. Yeah, hi, Doug. Hi, uh, Walter. What's I've up? Got, I've got a question about uh, the previous issue, which was backup. I've got a software called Nova Backup, which looks like a wonderful backup system, except that it's got about 100 to 200 blocks, and I don't know which one to check, and I'm confused about what to what to back up on this huge Nova backup software system? Yeah, this is um, 
that, that really, I, I'm aware of the Nova system. I, I'm, I find it might be a little too involved for most users. This thing is really a sophisticated piece of software. I think you would be much better off by using an external hard drive and learning how to use Windows Explorer, not to be confused with Internet Explorer. Windows Explorer, you open up one Windows Explorer window on the left side of your screen, another one on the right side of your screen. On the left side, you go to the C drive and you select your source files. On the right Windows Explorer, you open up that external hard drive and create folders and whatnot, and then just simply right-click and paste them in there. And if you need help learning how to copy and paste so you can just do full files, um, feel free to call me. I can probably show you how to do this in 15 minutes. I have had customers in the past that have said, okay, that's cool, but my backup software actually creates security as well, and that's true. I always say, listen, take the full copies. If it's sensitive data over on your hard drive, you can download some free software and encrypt the folder. If they can't open up the folder to get to your data, there's no way they can get to your data. However, if you do that, you can never, ever, ever forget the password. Once that's encrypted, it's just like that ransomware. Once it's encrypted without a a de-encryption key, it's really unaccessible. So that's some words of caution, but I like full copies, and that's part of the reason. A lot of this backup software, Stevie, as you know, it can get pretty sophisticated. They start talking about modified backups and full backups and backup sets, and in his particular case, blocks. I'm not certain how he's actually got this configured. He might have a block for his docs, a block for his pictures, a block for a section of a hard drive. This can get pretty strange how this is set up, so I'm not going to be able to answer that real clear for him. But, Walter, thank you for the call. Yeah, good one for sure. By the way, our number is 651-989-9226, You can text 81807. That is 81807. Let's go to the text line right now. I have a vast premiere for my antivirus. I did pay for it. Uh, you didn't mention this as one of your choices. I have uh, Windows 10, so should I not have a vast and just use Windows Defender instead? Uh, you know, here's the thing. You've got a paid subscription. The free Avast, I have been having some issues with as of late. The paid Avast, however, that's a top-shelf program. I, I, We would like to mention them all, but we can't. And just like everybody else, I have my favorites. Now, as long as you've got this paid for, do not remove it. At the very least, run out your subscription. You should also know that when you buy Avast, if I'm not mistaken, you have certain steps, certain levels of that software that can be added. The the, the personal protection, the security for a wallet, for example, uh, linking to banks. The more protection you turn on, it used to be, the more protection you turned on, the slower your computer would run. With today's hardware, that's very rarely an issue. Avast is a fine, fine company. 
and I certainly do not want to leave a bad taste in anybody's mouth about Avast just because they weren't mentioned. Avast is doing a great job. I just have my biases. All right, uh, Doug, uh, how does it work with Windows Defender? Do you just shut Windows Defender off? Um, if it's already embedded in Windows 10, how do those work together? You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. Windows 10, in my opinion, is really the first operating system from Microsoft where they have truly achieved compatibility with external security programs. When you install Avast or AVG or Enod or ESET or whatever, when you install that, Windows intelligently pulls back Windows Defender from running in memory but leaves a particle just a smidgen of it running to check your antivirus. It allows your commercial package to take over that function and actually ties it together in the background of the operating system better than any past operating system Microsoft has ever come out with. Now, if for whatever reason you're a vast or whatever commercial product, say it expires and it quits working, Windows Defender will kick on immediately and give you notice that your commercial package is done. Please click here to turn on Windows Defender. They've done a great job of a background duplication as a safety net. It's a tremendous thing. But here again, I like Avast as well. There was a time that I was pushing the Avast free, huge, but came to be that people were having trouble downloading it, and I kind of switched to Bit to Bitdefender. So nothing wrong with the vast. All right, quick break. We have more with Doug coming up. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Quick break. More Tech Talk with Doug in a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Eight minutes down front of 2 o'clock here at News Radio, A3O-WCCO. A few minutes left with Doug Swinhart here on Tech Talk. We want to go to the phone lines. Uh, let's bring in Denny. Denny, you're on the air. Hello. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and thank you. Sure. Uh, I got a question for Doug about... Bluetooth connections to my phone in my car. Okay. Uh, I get it all synced up. Everything's good. Shut off the car, go in the house for, uh, let's just say, for the evening. Go out in the car the next morning. The the Bluetooth connection is not there anymore. I have to believe on your phone there is a Bluetooth thing that looks like it's searching all the time. I dealt with that several years ago when I first trained mine up. Do you have an Android or an Apple for a, for a phone? Android. Uh, yeah, I, I can almost guarantee if you go under your settings and Bluetooth, you, once you get this thing synced up, you want it to save and automatically turn on. I think it's on your phone side. And if that doesn't work, give me a call, and we'll struggle through it sometime next week. And Danny, thank you for the call. Yeah, it is a good one here in Tech Talk. Friendly reminder, following the news and weather at 2 our Ask the Expert feature today, Eric Parker, attorney at law with the Johnson-Turner uh, Legal Group to talk family law and wills and estate planning in studio. Eric Parker from Johnson-Turner Legal 
in studio next hour here on CCO, and we look forward to that, so we invite you to stay tuned. Uh, speaking of the phone lines, uh, or the text line, let's let's go there. Uh, HP Pavilion Desktop, Windows 7, my hard drive is filling up, um, but I think the partition may be wrong. Um, talk a little bit about that and, and what that means for people who don't understand. Okay, when they're talking about partitions, think about... Just picture this hard drive in your mind. That's one physical hard drive. When we create a partition, we create a logical hard drive. So I could have five partitions or five hard drives on one physical piece of equipment. Some people, whether knowingly or unknowingly, instead of having just a C drive, they've got a C drive and a D drive on their hard drive. They have two major partitions for working. Now, if if that's happened on this particular pavilion, and this is common, when you run an install procedure, the installs will always automatically default to installing the program under program files in drive C. You can actually direct it manual to install the program on drive D, but it's a lot of extra work. So if this partition is an extended partition, which drive D would be, and not a primary partition, which is the partition that Windows boots from, you should be able to shrink drive D, then go in and expand drive C to help regain some of that disk space on your primary partition. It gets a little bizarre to talk about on the radio because it's much, much easier if you can see it on screen and you can actually see how the sizes work together. Um, and, and Doug, a uh, quick follow-up. If you have a desktop, do you typically have room to add another physical hard drive? If you wanted to add a solid-state drive, could you do that? Absolutely. And, in fact, as long as the people's power supply tests out properly, what I do is I'll actually make that their first drive a secondary drive and have them boot and run off the SSD. All right, we've got to run. Uh, Doug, phone number and email. Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. I'll see you next week. All right, see you in a week. Tech Talk Saturday is between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO with Doug in studio. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.